Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State Athletics Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. And it is Texas week. Big week, Jacob. Big week. Huge week. We've uh, enjoyed the bye week. Right. We're rested we up. Yep. We worked on fundamentals because that's, that's right. what you do. That's what you uh, do. According to OSU week. players, you work on fundamentals. You relax. You watch some college football on Saturday at your house, and you catch up and yeah. get your mind right. And that's what we did. That's what so we here did. we are. We're, We're ready. ready for what the biggest game of the week outside of what uh, Georgia and Kentucky. Yeah, which exactly. when I saw the spread for that one, I thought maybe that's not the biggest game of the week. Maybe OSU Texas is right. Exactly, a um, little bit, a uh, little bit tighter ball game expected in uh, in Austin, which is always a fun place to travel to. Oh man, give me some of this barbecue, other food that's always excellent there. The craft beer, Austin's a wonderful city, it wonderful is. atmosphere for a game. Um, this is going to be big time. I look forward to this trip every every two years now. Right. And uh, and we don't know how many more times we're going to get it, so we gotta gotta take advantage of it while we uh, while we still have it. That's that's before. that's that's a very good point. That's why I'm still bummed we have an 11 a.m. kickoff. Right. Because a Friday night and a full Saturday in Austin, there you can't beat it. Right. Before a game, so now we're going to be cut into that, but uh, we're going to make the most of it. That's right. Good food in the press box. You can always look yep. forward to that at Texas. I want some Mexican breakfast. Hopefully, they do Mexican food in the night. Absolutely. So I'm I I'm a sucker for for. Uh, some migas or some breakfast tacos or right. or something like that. So uh, let's make it happen and mix in a little bit of uh, some lunch items, some uh, yeah. some uh, chips and queso to go on the side or uh, or something uh, something of that ilk to uh, to uh, to kick it up a notch. A little bit Can't of go a, wrong. A little bit of a Mexican brunch. All right. Well, as we as you said, is a very big game, uh, very exciting game. I don't know what to make of this game. However. I'm uh, I'm very confused by it. I don't have a clue who's going to win. I don't, uh, you know. Typically, I come into the week having a pretty good feeling of what's going to happen on a Saturday. Um, not that it's always right, but I at least have a feeling. I have no feeling. I have I have absolutely no feeling. I look for the feeling, and and it's empty. It's uh, there's nothing there. I don't know what to make mostly of this Texas team. I I feel like I know Oklahoma State pretty well. I feel like I know what, what we're going to see from them because we've. Uh, We've seen it so regularly, uh, particularly from the defense. But uh, this Texas team, I cannot figure. Th- I cannot figure them out, Jacob. Yeah, this defense is odd. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good way to put it. Maybe they're that's odd. Fair. Um, you've brought it up. They mentioned, you know, they allowed thirty-five to Tech. They won by thirty-five. Right. Good, whatever. You know, then they had the debacle against OU in the second half. Right. And but they looked good in the first half. Right. I mean, they they kind of forced OU to change quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. When you think about it, um, I don't know what to think. I think they struggle with the run. I think that's going to be big for OSU, right? Because I feel like they've really struggled with the run. Um, but I, I don't know. I, who, Texas, I, I, and I still debate the question of it was 
Saturday's game good or bad for OSU, and I don't know. I mean, Texas could come out on fire and really motivated. Texas could also just think, well, that was it, and we're right. done. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, you know, I think that's the most important part for Steve Sarkeesian is to make sure this team doesn't uh, doesn't spiral the way that uh, that some teams in the past, in the very recent past, have after a uh, after a loss, a big loss, and a and a painful loss. So. Um, you know that's that's two losses on the board for them now. Uh, you've got to make sure that your team understands they've still got something to play for, and and I think that they've got enough of uh, of a different personnel this year that uh, that they don't have to worry about that. But you know you got young guys that that uh, are still motivated and uh, and hungry, and I think that's going to be important for them to um, to turn this thing around. And Texas still has a chance to make make it back to Dallas for the Big 12 title game. Yeah, they do. They're not, not eliminated out. by any means. No. And so I think that's something Sarkeesian's got to be preaching a lot is, hey, that there's a chance to get back there and possibly get a rematch with OU. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, That would be probably the most likely scenario if uh, if Texas was to make that run would be another uh, another look at uh, at Oklahoma. So that's got to be something that's, uh, that's fresh on their minds and, uh, and very motivational for them. Oklahoma State, on the other hand, uh, you know you don't. If you're the Cowboys, you don't want to start thinking too much about the big picture because uh, because things are going so well uh, on a week to week basis right now that uh, that you don't want to lose that focus. But this is a this is a really big game for putting them in the driver's seat of uh, of of a spot in the Big Twelve title game. Absolutely, you got this week and then Iowa State next week. I mean, if they can. Pull a win in Austin and then go to Ames and win too. I mean, they're they're sitting really good position. They're two games up on what Texas at that point, and right. you know what is it a game up or two games up on Iowa State? Yep. And you're a game up on Baylor probably at that point if, if Baylor uh, continues to win. But you know, I, I that's that's a little further down the road than we want to. You know, I think OSU that 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 you and I are comfortable talking about, it and OSU's comfortable talking about, it, right? Because exactly, you just don't know what's going to happen these next two weeks because this is. Their two biggest games outside of Bedlam that remain on the schedule, and yeah. um, I think they they they're really trying to focus just in on this week. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's really important that they uh, that they stay focused on the task at hand in a situation like this because it can uh, it can get out of hand really quickly if you're not. So that's important for them. Um, you mentioned the Texas defense has has struggled some with the run. That was the case again on Saturday. Kennedy Brooks uh, had some really big plays against them, and uh, and and made them look silly a couple of times. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Oklahoma State does. You uh, you expect them to want to run the ball, uh, just because that's what's been working so well for them during this uh, this period of time that they've been winning games since the Boise State game. They've been really good against the or really good running the ball, and really good against the run. But that's not what the point I was making. But um, you've got to think that they're going to really try to establish the run early, and then look to pass off of that. Look for uh, you know your zone reads and your mm-hmm. your play action and uh, and your uh, run pass options off of that after you've established the run early with uh, with Jalen Warren and I think um, you know I know that Mike Gundy says they don't want to give him to the ball 30 times a game all the time 
but I think there's a really good chance he gets uh, he gets 30 carries at least this week. They said that two years ago with Chuba, and Chuba <laughs> had the ball like was 35 times or something right. against Texas. So um, Jalen Warren's going to get the ball a lot. Yeah, whether it's rushing the ball or catching screen passes, he's going to get the ball a lot. In terms of health, they they do expect some guys to be back. I think there's a ch- good chance that Desmond Jackson is back, which will be another another body to help give mm-hmm. uh, give Jalen Warren a little bit of time off in the backfield. That'll be that'll be helpful, especially early on if they can uh, give him a chance to rest throughout the first half and then uh, and then really pound him in the second half. Uh, at least that's the situation they hope they're in that they're uh, able to run the ball and not being. Uh, playing from behind in the second half and having to throw a bunch but you know that's uh, another body to uh, to give them a boost and for as well as as Colin Oliver played against Baylor I don't know that you want him running out there playing as many snaps as he did uh, at that defensive end edge rusher position as uh, as he did against Baylor uh, you don't want him playing that much against Texas so getting Brock Martin and Tyron Irby back would be a uh, a really important or just one of them really Brock Martin especially if you could get him back bring that veteran leadership back to the uh, to the defensive line not that they're lacking for it but uh, another another veteran another guy that's uh, that's been through some of the battles and and really has been your most effective pass rusher even though he's tied now for the lead with uh, with Colin Oliver and Sacks, yeah. he's really been the uh, the most consistent pass rusher. I feel like out of that uh, out of that group, I think I think his I think his presence could uh, could really improve uh, what Oklahoma State is able to do up front, Jacob. Yeah, and I first you know if Brock Martin plays, what two three weeks I guess removed from dislocating his elbow, right? Hats off to him. No kidding. Um, he might be the toughest man alive. I don't know. <laughs> um, because that's remarkable. And he'll probably be effective knowing Brock. And yeah. so, I mean, getting him back, I think, would – I mean, I think the defense is going to be really good if Colin Oliver's out there, I think. But yeah. I think it becomes great again with Brock out there. Just like you said, the experience. Right. Even Irby a little bit, but I think Brock is kind of crucial. Um, yeah. And I think having him in there will allow Colin to kind of be a little more free, too, and not maybe get up tight like he could as a freshman. He hasn't been, but, I mean, right. going to Austin's different. It's just a different atmosphere. It's a nationally televised game. It's just going to be different for a true freshman. Yeah, it is. And, you know, Boise was a crazy place. But it's nothing compared to uh, to what they do in Austin at, at Darrell K. Royal Stadium. So it's a completely different atmosphere, a completely different feeling. There's so much more on the line. It feels like in uh, in these situations. So you can uh, you can understand a, a freshman getting a little overwhelmed. The, no- the crowd noise is going to be ridiculous. Um, you know, and it's uh, it's difficult to uh, to know what. Uh, what's going on around you in a, in a situation like that the first time you're in it. So that'll be, uh, that'll be important. I think, I think Brock could really be a game changer this week uh, because he, uh, he holds his own so well against, uh, against offensive linemen and will contain the pocket and get to the quarterback some, at least chase Casey Thompson out of the pocket, mm-hmm. make him move and, and, uh, and maybe throw on the run some. 
and try to try to keep him off balance as much as possible. And, so. and Brock's really good against the run. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's another like it's pretty under. I think it's a little understated at times for Brock, but he's really good against the run. Yeah. Um, probably better than he is as a pass rusher. He's been needed more in the past this year, but last year was really good against the run, and I think he's going to be really crucial if he's in there against Bijan Robinson as well. Yeah, they're going to need everybody they've got to uh, to stop him. He is a uh, he is a fun back to watch. I really enjoyed watching him the uh, the couple of times that I've been able to watch Texas this year, and a uh, little bit that I saw of him last year. Uh, but really enjoyed watching that guy. He can do a lot, can he? Yeah, and Gundy doesn't want to watch him much more. Gundy <laughs> dropped yesterday in the press conference that you know I think he's going to play in the league. Maybe he should just play one more year and get out of there. Like yeah. you know, like let's not extend your career too much here. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, make make it easy here. Yeah, I mean he's he's dynamic. I mean he might yeah. be the best running back in the country. He might be, um, and he's big, physical. He, I think, was it uh, Devin Harper says something today about he knows how to get small right. at the same time, and um, it's hard to tackle because of that. And um, I'm sure interested to see his matchup with Malcolm Rodriguez and guys that are sure-handed tacklers like OSU, and kind of see what that's like we get there on saturday yeah absolutely i'm really looking forward to uh, to that matchup um fair to say that uh that the team that runs the ball and stops the run best comes out with of this one with a win you think i think so i think that's fair to say um you know and i i tend to think that it favors osu a little bit a little but bit with Bijan robinson bit. i don't know you know i i just but i think i think osu's defense is better than texas's defense and so that's why I give that edge a little bit, but right. Bijan might do it himself. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's a wild card in this uh, in that whole scenario because he's so talented and uh, and runs so hard. So, going to be interesting. Um, you're uh, you're writing later this week about the uh, the quarterbacks in this game. Two guys who uh, who started their careers, their high school careers, played their high school careers on the other side of the Red River from each other. And uh, flip-flopped. Yeah. Yeah, Casey Thompson obviously played a sophomore and then Newcastle. Um, four-star recruit. Ended up at Texas. Spencer Sanders played in Denton at Denton Ryan. And ended up, uh, he was also a four-star recruit. Right. And ended up at uh, in Stillwater. So, um, kind of interesting. Both the same class. Uh, Gundy talked yesterday about he recruited both of them at the same time. Right. Get a really funny answer about you tell them different one thing and tell the other one a different thing and kind of just see how it plays out. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting that when you watch these paths, you've got, you know, Spencer comes in, red shirts, becomes a starting quarterback, um, and is developing, you know, pretty well overall. And Casey goes in, red shirts, and then – Waits and waits and waits and waits and waits. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, and then doesn't even win the starting job this year at the beginning of the season. Right. Um, and is now a starter, an unquestioned starter. I mean. No, oh, absolutely. You know, and, and to the point that people think, you know, I even wonder why you didn't start to begin with. But, <laughs> right. Um, it's just interesting pass when you think about it. You know, he had all the connections with Casey and OU last, last week with Charles, his dad, playing at OU, and his older brother, Paul, playing at OU, and um, he going to Texas. That was that was fascinating. But this is fascinating to me, too, that you had two quarterbacks that OSU tried to get 
and they all just their past went so different ways. And, right. And even Gates Thompson, you know, he was recruited by Mike Yersich at OSU, ended up playing for Yersich at Texas. <laughs> right. It's just it's just bizarre and it's fun. Yeah, it is. Um, really interesting because you know at the time Yersich wasn't really uh, wasn't really recruiting a lot of dual threat guys, but that year those seemed to be uh, two of the guys that they were really focused on. Obviously, Spencer being the guy that they got. Um, really interesting to see him after uh, you know after having so many uh, pocket passer types to uh, to have him going after more mobile quarterbacks. But they were both guys that can throw the ball well, yeah. and uh, and that was uh, that was the dynamic that uh, that obviously is the most consistent of uh, of the of the two of them. So really interesting, and uh, I won't uh, won't gi- won't give away all the uh, all the good details of your story, but definitely something that readers want to be paying attention for later this week. So um, really good stuff coming in uh, in that story. So, uh, but. Uh, Looking at, uh, at at Oklahoma State, I think um, I think it was interesting the way that Spencer talked about um, the Texas defense. He uh, he he sees a lot of a lot of talent there. Um, you know, he didn't. Uh, he uh, Tyler Lacey talked about the motivation in this game mm-hmm. from uh, you know. Saying how it, it feels personal, Spencer didn't seem to go that far no. with uh, with the extra motivation. But he's a guy that likes to stay a little bit more level headed than uh, uh, or tries to anyway. Yeah, I don't know if internally if he always does that, but I think there's an outward um, uh, motivation to uh, to try to do that uh, because I think that uh, he's a guy that gets a uh, there's a fire burning inside of him. And uh, and I think that he finds different uh, different things that make that fire burn every week. And uh, and he talked about being anxious for this game, but he said he's always anxious for the game. Uh, but uh, but I thought that was interesting what he what he said about being uh, about being anxious and uh, you know ready for the game and um, the excitement that he feels early in the week. How he uh, he compared it to a three year old getting ice cream. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was I thought that was uh, I thought that was a lot of fun, and a little bit of a, a glimpse into um, you know what makes him tick a little bit because we don't really know a ton about Spencer. He's, no, he's uh, he's pretty guarded in, in what uh, what he tells us. Yeah, I thought that was that was fun. Um, he's you could tell that I think he really wants this game. Yeah, um, he played well two years ago in Austin, but. Uh, I think he expects himself to be better. He's right. talked about that. He talked about how he needs to be better than he was two weeks ago, and um, he's you know pretty open about when he struggles. Um, but I think listening to him talk, like it just seems like he is controlling that urge to go crazy. And, right. <laughs> you know, I actually for this story, I talked to his high school coach today, and he talked about how fiery he was in high school a little bit, and just. You know, he had to pull him aside multiple times and say, "Listen, you need to calm down, or you're going to be standing over here beside me instead." <laughs> and uh, you know, it's into work, and so, but he's got that under control for the most part. But you know, and I don't know if Texas ever came in. Um, they never really talked about who kind of came in after he committed OSU because he shut right. his recruiting down. But Texas could have came in and shown in some interest. I know they had a pretty big recruiting quarterback recruiting class themselves, but uh, 
you know, they could have. And the Tyler Lacey mentioned that, that Texas came the day before signing day right. and offered. And he was like, yeah, no, that's way too late. And I think it upset him. And so um, being a Texas guy. So there's motivation here for all, all around. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Lacey was, uh, was the most open in talking about that stuff, talking about growing up a Texas fan, being from, uh, from down there, and, and how, uh, how important this game is to him. So really interesting stuff from, uh, from all the players. Even Devin Harper, you know, who's a Tennessee guy, gets a feeling uh, from, uh, from the guys around him about how big a game this is. Um, based on uh, on the way that they talk and the way that they act, so uh, so it's uh, it's something that is uh, is bleeding uh, out across the uh, the roster uh, throughout the locker room. Guys are seeing what this means to uh, you know so many guys who are from Texas or guys who grew up in Oklahoma hating Texas, maybe or uh, or whatever it might be. So uh, Texas Texas is one of the most polarizing universities i yes. think i think in the uh in the country definitely the most polarizing in the big 12 uh but it feels like everybody has a strong feeling one way or another about texas it seems like the whole state of texas to be honest and yeah. every sporting event especially yeah that's fair you know just about i mean the dallas cowboys are polarizing texas longhorns the Houston right. astros uh the rangers are no longer polarizing because <laughs> they stink um the Dallas Mavericks have been polarizing, I think, at times. Right. Mark Cuban's especially polarizing. Absolutely. Um, you know, so I think it's just that maybe, I don't know, like, I like Texas as a state. I'm not bashing Texas, but I think it's a Texas thing. Yeah, very possible. All right, well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up with the uh, with our three questions. Going to start on, uh, on the offensive side of the ball for both schools. More rushing yards. You going with Jalen Warren for Oklahoma State or Bijan Robinson of Texas? I'm gonna go with Jalen Warren, for Oklahoma State. Interesting. For interesting. 500, please. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. um, I think that the idea for OSU here is to just go run the ball, and Spencer's gonna throw some, but I think Texas is gonna go more for the balance with Casey. Yeah. So I think it's gonna go towards OSU. Also, because that balance, they're going to because Texas is going to need that balance more against OSU's defense than OSU may need it against Texas's defense. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I'm going with Bijan Robinson, and the reason is I think Texas tries to play a little bit faster. Okay. Um, I think they still run the ball a, a decent amount, uh, but I think that Oklahoma State is going to try to slow this thing down. Wouldn't surprise me to see them huddling some mm-hmm. and uh, and trying to keep Texas off balance that way. And uh, and try to uh, to eat the clock with the run game, so I don't know that that, that Jalen is going to uh, just turn in a huge game. I think he goes over 100 again. Yeah. But I'm going with Bijan Robinson to have more yards out of those two. That makes sense. And and tempo has messed with OSU's defense at times this year. Right. It and has. so I could totally see them trying to speed up and keep OSU from subbing and doing things like that, and right. really kind of messing with the defense that way. Yeah. So uh, that'll be an interesting dynamic to watch in this ball game. Uh, you brought up uh, you brought up the passing game and the offensive balance. Uh, so that brings us to question number two: Who throws for more yards, Spencer Sanders of OSU or Casey Thompson of Texas? Oh man, this is actually tough because I was just thinking it's got to be Casey, right? But then I was just thinking Tay Martin might go crazy in this yeah. game. Yeah, and that could happen. I think I'm going to lean towards Spencer for that reason. I think, and I don't think it's because of Spencer. I think it's because of Tay Martin. 
that's fair. That's uh, that's absolutely fair. Um, I am uh, I'm going with Casey Thompson in this okay. one. I think that uh, I think that they're going to uh, they're going to attack through the air mm-hmm. when they go up tempo and give him a chance to uh, to to put up some yards. Um, it's just really hard to beat OSU deep. It is, and that's what Casey and that, likes. And he to do. likes to throw deep. And Worthy is a uh, is a is a deep guy. He's a really talented young receiver. Uh, but you're you're right. It is tough to beat them deep, and uh, especially the way that their safeties play and uh, and and their corners have have been lights out to this point in the season on both sides. Uh, complete aside to this, are you surprised that? People are going at Jarek Bernard Converse more so than uh, than Christian Holmes. It's blown my mind. It's I don't crazy. understand it. And it's they try really it deep crazy. on him too. Like yeah. does does something on film trigger coaches to think that Jarek can't cover the deep ball? Apparently so. Because they try it over and over and over, and it has not worked. No, I think he's at like one or two times. Maybe it's worked, but it is not working overall. Yeah. I, I I don't know why, but I don't yeah. know why the coach is doing it. it. It just amazes me. It's. It's it's astounding. It it is, and that's not a knock on Christian Holmes either. No, I think he's playing really well. But um, I just I I really expected it to be a little bit more balanced than it has in terms of who they're going after in this secondary, and it's uh, it's been weighted heavily toward Bernard Converse. K State tried early, failed miserably, miserably, miserably bad, and then. Baylor tried it a lot throughout the game. Yeah. I, I was stunned. I, you think they would have watched the Kansas State film and said, well, didn't work there. What makes you think we can do it? And <laughs> right. For some reason, they tried it. I don't know. Yeah. All right. That brings us back to our third and final question, which is 1.5 interceptions. Well, now I don't know which quarterback I should throw in. I was going to say Casey Thompson because I wanted to talk about the OSU defense. But uh, – I'm kind of thinking about asking you about uh, about about Spencer Sanders because obviously interceptions have been such an issue for him. I'm yeah. I'm going to stick with my original uh, my original okay. plan. 1.5 interceptions for Casey Thompson, over or under? Um, under, under. I think I think they're going to get a pick, but I'm yeah. going to go with one. Um, I think Casey's really good at not turning the ball over so far, and so I think I'm going to have to lean that way. I'm going over. I think okay. they get a pair. There you go. All I, the deep uh, balls. I yeah. You exactly. think Jark gets one of them? You think they're going to test Jark and he's going to get one? Uh, no, I don't think no. Jark will okay. get one. I think the safeties are going to make uh, yeah. are going to make Casey Thompson. Colby Harvell Peel. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been a ball hawk uh, all season. I think he could uh, he could come up with one. Is Jason should... Taylor going to finally get his interception? <laughs> right. Every one finally of them called back. Count. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, maybe he finally gets one that counts this week. That would be. Uh, he probably has a pick six in him in this he, game. He might. Uh, that guy just uh, just finds a way to make plays. That's yeah. all he does. He might have the pick six in him. He might. All right. Hey, uh, I have a bonus question for you. Bonus question. Yes, I thought of this. Is this the last time OSU goes to Austin? Ooh, that's a really for, good question for a Big Twelve matchup. Yes. Well, that's a really good question. I am going to go with yes. I think that the conference will make its uh, make its changes for the 2023 season, and we'll see uh, OU and Texas out the door, and we'll see all the uh, all the new schools in for 2023. Obviously, 2022 Texas comes to Stillwater, yep. so that'll happen. I'm uh, I'm going with yes. What's uh, what's your thought on I, that one? I, I'm with you on this one. On yes, I'm I'm going to agree on this one. I think that I don't think OU Texas wants to hang around longer than another season. Right. 
they don't want to hang around next season probably to be honest either but <laughs> I, think, right. I don't think there's a way out of next season at this point no i don't think so either um selfishly i would like one more trip to austin after me too this. me too i'm really bummed about it but uh i'm gonna have to go for basketball i guess just to make sure right and be safe um i hope jeff patterson's listening our editor's listening to this because put it in the budget i want to go to austin for a basketball game <laughs> mark it down and uh you know enjoy some time but uh i hate to lose austin from the big 12 man i just yeah. hate it i tell you what ou fans don't know what they're missing they on, really don't uh, on that trip they really don't I know that they uh, they they love the Cotton Bowl and uh, and all the things that go into OU Texas, but they don't know what they're missing on uh, yeah. on not getting to go to Austin. Yeah, I I just Austin's a great city. Dallas is fine. I like Dallas, but yeah. Austin, there's something about Austin I just love. Just a yeah, and missing out on that for OU fans. I'm sorry if you're an OU fan listening to this, or or if you know an OU fan and you're an OSU fan and you know an OU fan, you might rub that in a little bit. Like hey. Going to Austin's way better than just going to the Cotton Bowl and yeah. three hours away. Go a little further down and see and enjoy Austin. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that brings us to the most important thing I forgot. Anything? Uh, anything we've left on the table out there? Oh man, that might have been my most important thing we forgot. Yeah, I should I should have fired it fired it out there before you. Uh, uh, sorry. Jumped in. I might have jumped the gun there sorry. a little bit. Uh, That's all right. That that might have that every now and the then. One. Every now and then I throw a no hitter and uh, yeah. I don't leave anything to. I, I uh, actually to, to be. I have another one. Okay. Why this is this is another question I guess. Mike Gundy, who says he does not golf, <laughs> seems to be obsessed with golf swings. He right really now. is a kicker, a quarterback. It's all about a golf swing. Yes, lots of, of golf analogies for a guy that uh, that insists he doesn't play, and uh, he doesn't play in his own media scramble. So uh, so I, I take him at his word that he doesn't play golf. But he uh, he seems to know a lot about uh, a lot about it. He's sent Alex Hale to the driving range. He's made that comment a couple of times now, and uh, talking about the uh, the off balance stance of a golf mm-hmm. swing with uh, with Spencer Sanders and uh, and his interceptions against Baylor. Really obsessed with the golf swing for a guy that uh, that doesn't play. At one point, I thought he was doing a baseball stance yesterday for Spencer, <laughs> and then I realized he was showing what quarterback going moving forward balance was. But it looked like. He had his hand up. I was going to hold a baseball bat almost right. for a second. I was like, wait, what's happening? But, yeah, he's obsessed with golf. I don't get it, but uh, it's entertaining. It is. And there are a few things better than when he gets up and uh, and starts giving us a uh, yeah. a physical demonstration of what he's uh, what he's talking he about. He was demonstrating alignment a few weeks back, too. That was fun. That was uh, that was maybe the best one of the season so yeah. far when he was uh, when he was showing us that, the, the blocking techniques and things like that. So. All right. Well, good stuff. Well, that wraps it up. I uh, I really wanted to put you on the spot and make you pick this game, but I haven't Ooh. made up my mind yet, so I'm not yeah, going to do that. That's not fair. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be fair. I haven't at made all. up my mind yet either. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so look in the paper for our picks later this week. We got to make it by noon tomorrow. Yes, exactly. So uh, we're on the clock. The clock is ticking on us at this point uh, to uh, to make our picks. So look for those in the paper later this week, and you find out what uh, what we picked. And uh, as always, keep it, uh, keep it tuned to the Cowboy Chronicles for all of your Oklahoma State information. We will come to you post-game from Austin in our next Cowboy Chronicles. Thanks for listening.